Hello and welcome to One Week at a Time, a Box Hill Hawks podcast. My name is Sean Peter Budge and I'm reunited with my co-host Emily Ferguson for this week's second episode. We're brought to you as always by Budget Car and Truck Rental. Em, great to have you back on deck. Um, so sorry we couldn't have you for the chat with David Mirror a little bit earlier in the week, but we've doubled up, so it's all good. It is all good. It was a good chat to just listen to as well, but disappointed I couldn't be in on it, but it was still great. What did you, because obviously you're very new to the football club mm-hmm. and, and have had no interactions with David Mirror and, and what were your kind of impressions of him obviously hearing his story and did it – I suppose what we were trying to capture was you know, just how impressive and important a figure he is in the history of the footy club. I definitely picked up on that. He just seemed like a great guy all around, like on the field, off the field, a leader and someone that you want around your footy club. So it was really cool to hear his journey with football and what he's doing now. It was really good listen. And what do we have in store for this episode? Well, I'm pleased to be here for this one because we've got our very own Beasley brothers, Hugh and Charlie, in for a chat. Um, and this week's episode is brought to you by LNP Antiques and Collectibles, which is Hugh's player partner. We're excited for a chat with the Beasleys, aren't we? We are very excited. It's always a good chat individually, so having them in the same room, I'm excited to see how it goes. And there is one important thing to put on the table, isn't there? Yes. Yep. And that is We Aren't A Jinx. <laughs> no, the podcast is in no way responsible for the recent um, run of losses because... Which I said all along. It kind of been us. Um, but we just reaffirmed that with a good win on the weekend over Werribee. It, yeah, it did come to me, not in the immediate aftermath, but earlier in this week I thought, oh good, it's not us. Well, actually, funny you say that because the first thing Alex said to me post-game was, it's not the podcast. <laughs> And we were both very glad about that. And she took a little bit of pride in it being her on the podcast that the boys won with, you know. So it's just it's just good. We can keep doing the podcast and we can keep winning. <laughs> I know. Another loss and there might have been side eyes. I think Proc might have um, shut us can down. Can we just – maybe just have a week off. Mm. Let's just, just see what happens and just, let's just make sure it's nothing. <laughs> um, so the Beasley brothers, uh, we can't wait for you to hear this chat. We can't wait to have it. We certainly hope you enjoy it. It's an absolute pleasure to be joined by our guest for today's episode. We've got the captain of the footy club. Uh, he's a VFL Premiership player and a former Team of the Year member. It's Hugh Beasley. How are we going, Beezer? I'm feeling good, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's lovely. And I thought we'd introduce your younger brother, Charlie, with a special, special sting. You'll get this. You'll appreciate this. Oh, Seinfeld. Very good. The Merv Griffin Show. The Merv Griffin Show. Oh, Kramer. <laughs> Very I good. Actually, uh, I was not sure if that was genuinely Merv Griffin, but it is. That's from the Merv Griffin I, Show. I, I do like how he's given you the full spiel of VFL Premiership Player, Team of the Year, and I get that. <laughs> That's good. Well, yeah. I'd actually prefer that. Like, Seinfeld's an yeah. elite show. It's, it's, it's pretty good. I've got the good much of the resume. I've got that. <laughs> Give with one hand, take with the other. Yeah, That's awesome. what we're all about. Could be worse. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, You've, you've paid me. How are you going, Charlie? We, we heard you had a big game on the weekend. You were keen to tell all of us about that. Yeah, I, I was or Banners was. Uh, <laughs> well, Banners was and I imagine you will be now. Nah, yeah. No, I had, a, I had an all right game. Um, played OMs uh, for Trinity, so that was, um, you know, a good test. Um, played on some good, good opposition. We unfortunately didn't get the win, but yeah, had a good game, which was nice. Excellent, excellent. You were surprisingly keen to come on the show. Yeah, big fan. Mate, massive fan of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> I thought yeah. he was joking. Nah, I nah, keep nah, saying nah. Beezer, but you're both Beezer. Yeah, with, um, with, with an A. We're going to go well. through this. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. We're yeah, going to get through this. Actually, right. we may as well just get there now. 
well, I wanted to be the bit of a mediator for this. Yeah. So can you clarify for us, is it Beezer with an E-R or Beezer with an A? A. Yeah. It's definitely with no, an A. No, it's no, definitely no. with an E-R. Sean yeah. strongly disagrees, but I feel like it's your name, so you get to dictate how it's spelled. I think you got some heavy feedback from a few of my friends, mm. Budgie. Uh, I like well. to think I started that. Section. On the most recent <laughs> yeah. uh, comments, particularly Luke Brendish and, and Connor Lindsay. What, what, grounds, what grounds are they going with A on, though? That just because of history and, and we get to pick it. And, yeah. <laughs> ER, it's actually generation, so don't do bring get, up... <laughs> again, do I get to call you Seen? That's how it's spelled. <laughs> but that's, not, that's not how it's pronounced. It's a Gaelic <laughs> no, no, name. No, I know. But, but you can pronounce Beza with an ER or an A. But the way they're spelling it's Beza. Exactly. Not Beza. Yeah, because it's short and sharp. Nicknames are short and sharp, I like aren't I'm, they? I feel like I'm back at school trying yeah. to... <laughs> <laughs> Teach some words and pronounce. I, I, I did dangle it out. I thought <laughs> I, I thought someone will bite on this. Someone will nibble on on this. Yeah, and I did first. Yeah. You, got yeah. a, you got a few. For uh, sure. Worked. Oh, you got it. on. It's very entertaining <laughs> to read through. Who did you bring it up first, Charlie? I yeah, think you brought nah, it up well, first. We have chats at home. Like well, we don't live together, but sometimes he comes over for dinner. And one of the main chats was brought up about the ER versus A scenario and. Yeah, we both disagree on you, but yeah. <laughs> I'm humbled that you're talking about me at home around the family. Well, it's a dinner table. Mum, mum gets involved. Mum wants, mum wants to say they made you on the box mum, hill, mum said box why? Hill, uh, Instagram page and there's a lot of ER. And so does she, she disagree she has, as well? Yeah, she's shaking the she, head. She actually doesn't have Instagram. She loves the Facebook page, but she... Ha- why is there ER? Yeah. Charlie, why is there ER? I'm going to ask her this when I see her. <laughs> probably. You're going to argue with no. their mum? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to fight. Yeah, Liz, you know, Liz is not the lady you want to argue oh, with. No. I, I had a chat with her on the, on the weekend. She was at the game on the weekend. She was, yeah. Uh, she comes we, to most. We had some... Similar thoughts about certain aspects of the game we don't need to go into. Um, She's very strong with her opinion on those, yeah, some yeah, of those certain, aspects. Certain yes. aspects, yeah. There was, there was one particular moment she wasn't happy with okay. with regard to that aspect. Okay. Um, I suppose before we get into the nuts and bolts of the episode, Charlie, you gave me a call at about 9.45 last Thursday. Yes. The episode, uh, our interview with Stoney had been live for about 15 minutes. <laughs> Told you, big fan. And he was already four minutes into it when he decided to press pause mm. and give me a serve, basically. Mm. Mm. Again, Obi-Wan. You were four minutes into the episode and we spoke about it for 30 minutes. No, no, no. I was, I was midway through. And Sto- getting nowhere. Cause, well, Stoney mentioned that she you know, had it watched it for fun and mm. I'm a big Star Wars Marvel kind of guy. Mm. And I just thought, you know what, I'm not sure how far this is going to go. I'm going to go back Stoney up about how good it is and I just couldn't believe your response straight away, Sean, how terrible it was. Well, it was. It was awful. It's I couldn't not, believe no. your response when you slandered in your opening statement. You completely slandered the original trilogy. No, I slandered which you. Was your opinion on the, the original trilogy. I like how Hughes. Look at these. We're just too loud. Hughes just nodding sagely, going. Mm, 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 mm. Well, yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't care. Less. I had this same conversation last week. Like, yeah, I'm no, just I, feel I feel out like you're going to have it a, a fair bit. I New material like on the podcast, <laughs> is it? That's why we're going to get we're going to get Tweeds on soon. It'll just be Jesus. Tweeds was already talking about it. It'll just be. Me and Tweed's talking about Star Wars and Marvel and whatnot. We can do that. But I thought your your whole thesis <coughs> was rooted in this idea that like the original trilogy, I don't worry, you're, you're so caught, you know, hung up on what they used to be. Oh, you're an old fan. Disney are hung up on what they used to be. Everything they do revolves around the original trilogy. No, so respect it. No, you're an old fan. You watch the most recent uh, videos that pop up on YouTube. And no. you agree. Oh, that's a great point. I'll agree with that. I'll I go do say, like. I'll go say it's my own point. I do like Robot Head. Have you watched Robot Head? No, because I don't watch them. He's an Australian Again, guy. Again, he's, he's just proved my point that he watches them. No, 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 because he's watch Robot Head and tell me he's not brilliant. No, 
Just because you Who's said it. Who's robot? Head? I was about to ask the same <laughs> thing. So I actually don't want to ask that because they're not very long. He's this Aussie bloke, and he does like pop culture, little fun videos, but he's very. Very Australian and he's very funny. He's not crude or anything like that. He's just got a cool kind of point of view and he presents himself in a really fun... And he's very analytical and fun. I think you would like him. No, I'm not. I think you should give him a go. No, I'm good. <laughs> He'll agree with what you agree with. I don't I'm agree I'm quite with lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should we just leave or leave you too? Nah. No? no? I think so. Well, no. This, this will go on for... <laughs> we will never agree. He's, you, he's so wrong, it's not funny. You, about what? About your opinion on Obi Wan. I feel like you need to take this outside now. <laughs> <laughs> Com- out you know what? Yeah. We'll change lanes and we talk about pop culture. Still, mm. we'll stay with you. Mm. So we did the Merv Griffin show, Seinfeld. <laughs> who's and we can ask you as well, Hugh. Who's the MVP of Seinfeld? George by Country Mile. Yeah, Country Mile. I liked your certainty. I liked that you went bang. Yeah, Jer- Jerry's the worst actor in the world. But oh, I don't think anyone would pick Jerry. Or oh, Elaine, necessarily. Nah. Well, it depends on how far we're going. We're going main characters? Or yeah, we going see, I think the MVP, bang for buck, pound for pound. Kenny Banya is going to, what are you going to say? No, 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 no. Or you were going to say Tim Watley? No. Oh. Frank. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pound for <laughs> yeah. pound. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Pound for pound, it's Frank Costanza. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have an opinion, Hugh? I, I do appreciate George. He, George is amazing. He's in touch with the common man. Yeah. And uh, I'm all about that. Worlds are colliding, of course. And... Um, yeah, he lives a, a very ordinary ordinary life. That's very relatable. He's one of the great... So Frank Costanza, as we've spoken about this mm. before, was mm. just... When he was... The first time the character was in the show, he was a nothing... It's just George's dad. It's He's in the show because we need George's dad for this particular bit where he's at home. And then eventually when they got Jerry Stiller, mm. it was one of the greatest pieces of casting of all time. And I think they probably really quickly realised, oh, this could be amazing. Mm. And then over the next few seasons, he was in it more and more and more to the point he almost had to be in it every week. Because if he's not, where's Frank? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like that. The, the, what, what is it? The answering machines one. Brilliant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Mr. Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back. Oh, great scene. Great scene. Uh, <laughs> when George Steinbrenner turns up and he, he's like grilling him about trading some bloke. <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember. That was at Festivus. <laughs> he's had that many jokes. Jobs, George. Like he's selling bras at one stage. That was I'm brilliant. Sure. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even thinking about it. Yeah. Oh no. We'll go to M for the first serious type question. Oh boy, serious. <laughs> it's not terribly serious. We're not, we're not no, good at seriousness. Not overly serious. But um, so you two represent half of the Beasley brothers in your family. So what would you say is the biggest difference between the two of you? Are you two more alike than your brothers, or more different? Uh, well, there's Tom. Tom's the eldest, and. Um, how do I describe Tom? Tom, and and then there's Ed, and there's. Um, so what's the order if we say Tom? Yeah, so Tom is the eldest, so he's five years above me. So I sit right bang smack in the middle. There's ten years between Tom and Charlie. Okay. So I'm bang smack in the middle, and then there's three years till Ed, and then there's two years between Ed and I, and there's five years between myself and Charlie. Mm. So all quite different. Mm. Um, Tom has gone from podiatry into mortgage broking, which is such, a, such a, such a strange uh, move, but he's loving it. 4040 40 finance, if you yeah. want to. Yeah. Shout, shout out. out. Shout <laughs> out plug. Ed's the, Ed's the brain, I feel like, mm. and Charlie's got a bit of a brain too. But, um, Ed, wouldn't, Ed, you wouldn't think so. Yeah, Ed, Ed's got the finance side of things, and then the back end is, is teaching. So Charlie and I. So who would you say... Who would you say you're each more similar to, or is it literally oh. a case of you're all you're all quite distinct? Uh, 
Yeah, I'd say we're, we're pretty... Yeah, we're all pretty the same. Pretty similar. You could tell we're brothers. I think it was the big one. Yeah, I think the ID came in handy back oh, in, yeah. in the day. Although, when I will never forget the first time I kind of met you was season launch. And, like, I'd seen your face everywhere because you're just everywhere on, like, too Box popular, Hill Socials. Yeah. I, get fine, yeah. I, get I wouldn't say too popular, but, but you got I knew fine. you. we got to talk about this later. Nah, yeah. You got fine. <laughs> it was the captaincy announcement. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I paid it. You got to pay it. Deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. <laughs> anyway, as I said, <laughs> you all look different, but the same. Like as your brothers walked in, I was like, "Oh, I can tell that they're Beasley's." Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, Not that happens. That happens a fair bit around, like you know, old Trinity at, at, at school. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, Eyes to nose. <laughs> but like, you two don't look very much alike at all. But you also do. If that makes any sense. So I think that's like the same with the four of you. It's from the one sure. time I've met your other brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, like, you'd, you'd, we're all passes. Like, you walk in, you go, oh, that's Beasley. Like, that, that yeah. happens, that's happened to anywhere. And, like, we've got a, got a kind of, like, a rule that if someone stops you in the street and starts chatting you and thinks that you're Ed, but you're Tom, or, like, <laughs> if they think I'm Charlie or Ed or whatever, I just go with it. Yeah, we got to go with it. Just go with it. And yeah. Then they go, oh, I ran into one of your mates, don't even know their name, but they... I just said I'm doing really well in finance and <laughs> <laughs> accounting's going well. And that's very. That's actually very George Costanza. Yeah. And the immediate yeah. reaction is, oh, who was it? Well, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I guess I was too busy keeping up the lie. Yeah. Vandalay Industries. Yeah, yeah that's the right. human fund. They're in latex. Yeah. <laughs> Imports, exports. Yeah, of course. So I suppose ultimately for you guys, I mean, what's it like? You grew up with three brothers. You've explained that the age difference is sort of significant top to bottom. But what was that like, you know, just... In the backyard, in the kitchen, <laughs> fighting for scraps, fighting for anything. Yeah, do you want to yeah I think um, being the youngest, it was probably the. It was a good learning. I think you got bashed up the most, and you were always the first one to cry and let it run down. We always used to, um, at the dinner table, would always be fighting for scraps. Luckily, Mum made the biggest pot of say risotto or, or something like that, and puts it right in the middle, and you, you got to fight for it, mate. It's 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 tough out there, but. <laughs> Um, no, nah, backyard cricket was fun. Got um, bullied isn't the right word. Probably, <laughs> probably learnt hard, hard lessons early. A couple of uh, bowling machine incidents probably shaped who I was and learnt not to cry so easily. But a lot of tears to mum, uh, especially early days. And then the game stops when tears go to mum. So Yeah, I, think, I feel like Charlie copped it when he was younger. Like he was either... Grow up or get lost. Yeah, really. a little bit. It <laughs> sounds like yeah. bullied is the right word. Oh, just yeah, brotherly love. But it's, I think it's yeah. almost like a legal tech like term in that you can't bully a member of your own family. <laughs> no, like it's not. I'm sure you could. <laughs> <laughs> but mum had mum had two rules, or uh, mum and dad had two rules. Where it was, um, if there was blood, the game stopped, and um, if there was tears, the game stopped. Oh no. So. Charlie normally ruined the game for us, which is so annoying. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was tears. You drew but blood. Yeah, like whether it was, yeah, whether it was the two. Yeah, backyard cricket or like markers up or even like capture the flag two on two. <laughs> like, it was just nuts. Was there a draft? Was there like a... It was normally like oldest and youngest and then Ed and I. It was normally the setup. Yeah. If so that didn't work. Seems relatively teams, fair. Yeah. yeah. Was it brutal? Uh, were there rules? Yeah, there are rules, yeah. No, there, rules. there were no rules. No, heaps of rules to try and stop all the tears. <laughs> but it was also like tactical-wise, like you can't fox guard and all that stuff and there's going to be a 10-metre radius. We drew out the 10-metre radius. Catch it. It's all that, mate, we're the thinkers over here. It sounds very technical. So Tom Tom went over the top of it as the oldest. Yeah. And that's how the best way to probably describe him. It's very analytical, very thought process-based. Deep thinker. Yeah. 
slow, but, <laughs> but slow, but everything's coming out with a purpose. So yeah. um, mm. everything was very well shaped to not have tears, but again, probably one of Ed or Hugh in the middle who were... I wasn't much of a thinker. No. <laughs> it's more of a doer. You're the attack dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, capture the flag 2v2 quickly went down to 2v1 for me. It sounds like he was the Drax of the group. A little bit. He was just the big meat axe. <laughs> I don't know what that reference is. <laughs> no, I've got no idea. I just, I just went with it there. Drax yeah. from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Oh, sure. the big guy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Batista. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, you no, with me now. Yeah, I got you. Skinny lanky Hugh at, at 14, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, and so your relationship as brothers, is that unique within the four walls of the footy club? Does it change in this environment? Does it adapt in any way? What do you think? I don't, I don't think it changes at all. Like, no. It's actually, if not better for our relationship, because we get to hang out three times a week. Um, you know, talk footy, talk life. It, it's, it's an excuse to come see each other. So I don't think it, it changes too much uh, um, at all. Um, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, a bit the same. Like... Still love each other and care for each other. Probably um, when we weren't playing together at different clubs, it was probably like, oh, we're talking footy. But then we also shouldn't really talk that much footy and all that stuff. But here you can talk about the same stuff. So who's, who's doing well? Who's funny? You know, what coach made you laugh today? So it's good. we got a little hand sign that we do or, you know, shake that we do with our whole family, two fingers. So make sure the first thing we see each other is the two-finger shake and then talk about our days. Very nice. And so, obviously, we know you're both teachers or studying to be a teacher. Um, is that a coincidence, just a shared passion or...? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's coincidence. I think we've... Um, our old man was always a coach, like coaching us. And, and then from there, I've, I've found a p- bit of passion um, doing clinics and, and a few things like that. I think Charlie's pretty similar in, in that space, helping out um, Colo with footy clinics. Um, and then fell in love with helping kids and, and went into teaching that way. So maybe it was a bit of a coincidence come into school um, and Charlie, you can speak on, on your own behalf, but I, I started doing food nutrition science and then didn't, didn't enjoy it and then fell into teaching, whereas I think you were teaching straight off the bat. Yeah, I think it came from um, playing school footy and at year 12 we had some year 10s in the team. And I, basically this came from this and it was just basically um, – doing some plays for the year 10s to be like, oh, go this side of the contest or do this or do that and then they'd do it and then it'd come as a goal and then they'd come back to you going, oh, that really worked and all that sort of stuff. So I found real enjoyment out of that. Also had a really good teacher, English and psychology teacher that made my day every time I walked in. So year 12, stressful year and, you know, stuff's going on. Really good to walk into their class and, you know, find enjoyment out of it. So, yeah. There's always one, isn't it? Like every – you sort of think back to your school and whether you loved – absolutely loved going to school and that was your thing or you, you weren't terribly academic, there's always a teacher who is a really important sort of mentor or um, a figure in your life and your early development that you kind of go back to and think, as you've just mm. articulated, yeah. you know, love the relationship I had with them because they sort of – whichever way you sit on that fence, they get it mm. and they kind of – you know, speak to you and you react to that. Yeah. Which I, I suppose the opportunity for you guys, I mean, you're doing early childhood. Yeah. Uh, and you're more secondary. Senior, yeah. yeah. So, so 7 to 12. That's a cool sort of thing, isn't it? That I mean, we spoke to Mace the other week about my own experience. I only had one male teacher in primary school. Yeah. And you kind of go, he was a really important part of that six, seven-year block. And so the opportunity for you guys to be that for kids, I suppose, is probably like pretty 
like enthusing and pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, we're a little bit different. Like in primary, talk, in primary school, you, you teach all subjects, whereas in high school, you, you major in one and, and teach one. Um, so I like just bouncing around between the subjects and, and allowing kids to find out which niche they kind of like and explore what, that with them. They, they can kind of jump around a little bit because they're, you know, eight <laughs> <laughs> and they don't really know what they like. Um, but yeah, there's, there's, when I was in high school as well, I think if you got along with the teacher, you felt like you wanted to work for that teacher and, mm-hmm. and, and get results um, to prove that you, you are working hard. And it all comes down to that relationship side, relationship side of things, I think. So what, what are your, what's your focus in the classroom, Charlie? So I'm doing PE, health and maths are my three... Is that Stu Horner as well? Yeah, it is. So Stewie's in the, Stewie did the same course as I did. That's our weekly shout-out to Stu Yeah, Stu Horner, of course. Um, He's been mentioned every week for some reason. (laughs) He's a good player. He's a good man. Not sure about a bloke, but yeah. (laughs) I'd say the opposite. (laughs) He's a good bloke. (laughs) 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 We still visited him tonight. He's all over coaches. He was hanging around here for a little while. Oh, boy, did he ever. He's like, oh, you guys doing a podcast, can I join <laughs> you got an extra headset there? Extra? Yeah, there's a head. Oh, no, two. Oh, so I suppose a special shout out again to um, Damo, who yes. you do a bit of stuff with at the another shout out within the shout yes, out, well, Forest Hill College. Of course. Uh, uh, which we were obviously brought to by the great man, Andy Collins. Triple shout out, yeah, Andy wow. Collins. This, yeah. this is a name dropping for you, best, Shawnee. <laughs> yeah, it is. Who do you know? yeah, seamless wow. transition. No, it's good. I work with Damo um, three days a week at Forest Hill, helping out the kids from seven to nine. So it's a basically our um, areas where we work and I love it. Like I worked, started with uh, Colo and didn't really give me much of a role, just sit down, son, and have a look at how it works. And then Stewie came in um, when Colo got the job at, at Hawthorne. So Stewie came in for that last six weeks of Term 4 last year and I worked with him three days a week and then Damo's come this year, which is great. And, um, you know, it's, didn't re- like we worked together last year as footy you know, teammates and now I think we really clicked this year and you know, set programs and set out the week and set out, you know, what the term looks like. So we're working really well together. I suppose that'd be fun too because that's another relationship that would otherwise sort of exist almost exclusively within the footy club. Yeah. That you get to know a bit more about each other and a shared interest and a passion, you know, comes together away from the field, which is really cool. And we mentioned to Mace that the amount of teachers we've got involved here at whatever level is actually quite ridiculous yeah crazy um he he actually said he didn't really bounce off any of the other teachers or it seemed like a real foreign concept when we sort of asked do you ever pick each other's brains not not really like i feel like you work all day and the last thing you kind of want to do is just want to talk about work so like it's event well yeah like yes and no to certain people but um i think we kind of all understand each other's role and and job and we can understand that can be quite stressful sudden days so we yeah, we check in on each other, but we don't really discuss work. Um, we kind of leave that at the door and we're here to have a good time and, and, and get to football work so we can kind of um, separate the two. I suppose every week, you know, you two, that's a really lovely little sort of part of your game day routines is that you take the field with Dad written on your wrist. Yep. Every single week, mm. the two of you. And I remember you'd done it and I hadn't seen you play yet. Yeah. And then you did it and I went, oh, that's... That's your thing, and I suppose sadly, your dad's no longer with us, which yep. is terrible. But he's obviously had an enormous influence on your footy. You, you mentioned he's coached you. Yeah. Um, I suppose how profound is that to this day? Oh, massive! I think. Um, yeah, I think the rule was in, in junior, you could only coach for two years or something, and he managed to 
typical him get four years out of the sentence, four years coaching or something like that. <laughs> he, he doubled his terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, you know, renewed his contract so with a junior's <laughs> volunteer job. And, um, you know, out of our junior squad, I think eight got drafted, which was something ridiculous. It's the most, I think, recorded from a junior team. And his influence on, you know, myself personally, um, growing up just to, you know, he kind of said explore what you want to explore. So I gave football up for a little while and played hockey for a couple of years and solely focused on hockey and he was passionate about that and was there for every training game. And then when I made the move back to footy, he supported that as well and he said, you know, if you're all in, I'm all in too. So, yeah, it was a, it was a massive moment just, for, you know, allowing me to just explore what I wanted to. And either way, whatever I did, he, he had my had my back. But he's, he's, he's like that with all of us. So, yeah, um, yeah that's it, – it's been um, – I, I write it just as a, as a reminder that – you know, there's, there's bigger things in life outside footy than, uh, yeah, than just football. There's there's a whole life out there, and I kind of remind myself in in moments when I'm out on the ground, when I'm having a when I'm having a little moment or a tantrum, as you've probably seen before. No. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> that that uh, it, it's it's a kind of you know just a, a little spark up just to say, look, you know, you don't have to take everything so seriously, and and we can enjoy things um, in life. And we mentioned Liz is there. Pretty much every week. She, yeah, she'll get to every week. Every yeah. week, which is good. And, yeah. She um, makes sure she gets there. And even like on the weekend. So yeah, game was playing exactly the same time. She goes to mm. Hugh game, Hugh's game. But she made sure that Ed and Tom were watching me. So just making sure that the, everyone's connected and everyone's safe. That's important, isn't it? Because it's, it's clearly, um, you know, got the four boys. And you mentioned, did, did, did Dad coach any of the other brothers as well? Uh, oh, all of us. I think all of us. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, all, of us, all of us are two, two to three. Yeah, four something years. like that. Yeah. Was this the two-year rule just being completely yeah abolished? Like it's just, just he must have been pretty yeah. good at it if he got to just keep going. Well, he would, t- he would have told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he thinks so. But yeah. having a drafted makes it pretty easy. Like yeah, it sounds because it was Q comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've mentioned in the past some of the names, and you're like, surely you dominated. Yeah. No, we did. So, <laughs> just, like, you, you was that just, the most fun you've had playing footy? Uh, no, I don't know. I didn't take it so seriously in juniors. Yeah. So, but then like school footy was unbelievable too, where you, where you hang out with your mates and you just play footy on the weekends, and that, that's always good fun. And I'm really enjoying you know, my time at Richmond as well as well as here. Like, we've got a great bunch of great, uh, blokes here, and I'm really really enjoying this year. Um, and I know we'll cut short last year, but the relationships is. Um, really enjoyable and it's, it's actually so much fun this year. <clears throat> you mean you mentioned your pathway. You've got to Box Hill ultimately via Oakley, um, the Brisbane Lions, of course, Richmond's VFL program and now captain here. I suppose how did you find your experience at Brisbane? It was a pretty tricky time for the football club. Yeah. As, a, as a young player, are you cognizant of all that? Are you sort of... Uh, no. No, I was, I was there. I was um, like a small fish in a big pond trying to find my way, moving into state, um, trying to play good footy, getting injured, you know, overcoming that. And then um, it was a bit of a weird experience. Uh, I didn't really understand the whole footy side of the um, of what happens. Um, obviously, I just rocked up game day, trained, but there was a whole another world behind, you know, um, with footy ops and, and administration and just things were turning up in Brisbane at that stage with head coaches and... Um, yeah, I didn't fully fully understand it, fully grasp what was going on. I just kind of played my role within that. I suppose ultimately your, your time there ends at the end of 2016. Did you? Was it a case of you following Justin Lepich 
to Richmond or was that just a coincidence that you, he goes as an assistant and then you obviously landed Richmond's VFL program? Uh, no, there was a bit of uh, leper involved in that. Like I had a meeting with Richmond he actually sat in on it with Craig McRae and it was, um, it was awesome. Leper said, you know, we want you down here, we want your personality. And yeah, it was, it was a bit of, you know, it's close to home too. And, um, you know, he was there but he didn't push me to do it. But it was also good being around leper again. And then you got to Box Hill somewhat underdone with a hip injury. Could say that again. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. How difficult was that for you? It was early days. You couldn't really do anything. Was that a challenging initiation? Yeah, I kind of – when I signed the contract, it was when I was in the hospital waiting for my surgery and I didn't tell naps until I woke up from surgery and I think Charlie knew about that. So I was just like, um, yep, signed it, all that. And I called him a couple of days later and just say, oh, just by the way, I've just had some surgery. I won't be – ready for about five months or so. Um, so <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> when I first yeah, rolled down, I was in a couple of crutches and um, high on a few, on a few medications, um, meeting everyone. But yeah, it was a slow, slow journey back. But I'm glad I've got it done because I feel better than ever now. You're on crutches for a long time. And yeah. you rock up to Waverley and you'd show your face, which I, which I think was important. But... Yeah, it must have been really difficult to go new team, new environment. You want to impress. You want to get off on the right foot. And pretty much the only thing you can do is convince everyone you're a great guy because <laughs> we're not going to be able to see you actually play or train or whatever for quite some time. <clears throat> and then obviously, Charlie, I suppose you arrived not long after. Mm. You're you're almost um, one of the last additions to the list, really, yeah, for 2021. Yeah. Um, how did that kind of play out for you? What was the lure of getting down here or had, you know, obviously you would have spoken to Hugh about it. and Yeah, it was um, it was an interesting one. I I'd just got the sack from Port Melbourne, um, which was a, you know, a pretty tough time. I was really questioning footy at the time. Um, didn't know what the next pathway was going to hold. I thought I'd go back to Trinity and just play local um, and give that a red hot crack and try and, you know, at the end of the year show recruiters and, you know, I can still be on a VFL list and everything. So... Was lucky to, through Trinity, go to Forest Hill and met um, Dave Rogers and uh, we went through a um, walk around just to the school and as we're walking around, Andy Collins is coaching the Academy boys. Um, so I met Andy for the first time and a um, little bit standoffish, I knew who he was and somehow he knew how I was and it was just a bit like, oh, how's Port Melbourne? And I was like, I'm not there anymore. And he goes, oh, what do you mean? And so we went through the whole thing and he's like, oh, let me, let me speak to some people because you're a star. And I was like, oh, okay. Righto, thanks, Colin. Oh, thanks, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. And I was like, oh, he goes, you know, I remember this game where you came down, you, you know, went through the wing and then you were on playing this player and you did this and this and this. And I'm like, how the hell are you That's remembering? It wasn't even a game involving Willie. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it was. It was oh, that, that makes it more that, sense. Yeah, because sometimes yeah. we've heard stories yeah. about oh. And he just, he just remembered a whole play I did and I had to go like, I think I did that. Yeah, that sounds a bit... Yeah, okay, yeah, right. That I, sounds I, like me. It sounds... I, I remember doing something like that. And Colo's like... I remember it sticks out of my brain every time. I'm like, yeah, right. So then spoke to Hugh about how I met Colo. And, you know, Hugh goes, oh, Colo's at Box Hill now, which was great. And um, I think about three days later, um, we'd just gone back from um, some sort of lockdown or phase or anything. So I was at the pub and I get a text, text from Naps being like, hi, Charlie, we'd love to have you down for training. Um, first training back after Christmas. So I was like, beauty. Spoke to Colo, spoke to Hugh. They're like, yeah, come down. Went down. I think it was about maybe a month and a half later, got offered a contract. So 
Yeah. I suppose ultimately, what did you? You, you came into the club. What was what was something that stuck out for you? I suppose immediately joining the football club. You've come from. And, and the, the Port Melbourne experience, but clearly the Trinity experience mm. as well. You, it's a, a interesting. All of you guys have a local club, yeah. To kind of not compare, but to you know contrast. What's this culture like? What's that culture like? What are these standards like? This environment. Yeah. What was the biggest thing about Box Hill when you kind of walked in the door? Well, I walked into Waverley and I opened the door and Jaeger Ramirez standing right in front of me, mm. and I'm like. Oh boy. And he's like, hey mate, how are you? Good to see you. Hope training goes well. And I'm like, yeah mate, no stress. And then I'm like, oh, what the hell just happened then? I'm like, kind of starstruck. I don't really get starstruck that often, but I was like, oh boy. You're lucky that he was there to open the door. Yeah. Well, you need the key. <laughs> you need door. the finger. That door. Like, that door. You, don't, you don't have a finger, do you? No. You don't have a, a print. No. You need a fingerprint, everyone. There's some very strange, when you look at who does and doesn't have a fingerprint for the door at Waverley. Oh, it bothered me during pre-season. There's some interesting names that do and don't. Yeah. That don't. The club captain doesn't. No. And it's like, oh, let me get Harry Rook or let me get Naps. He's like, no, no, I've got one. It's, didn't you just rock up yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah got, got, so, got shown through. Oh, right, yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. So, no, w- walking in um, and just using – like resources-wise is the, is the biggest thing for me. And coming from um, a standalone club and then being a local club for a month, you could just see weights are there, you know. Everything's available to you, coaches-wise. You, you know, what a great coaching list we had last year and this year. So um, just using the resources that are available to us. What was the – this is a question, I suppose, for the two of you. I mean, you know, Sam Mitchell comes on board and, and I, I found out – so um, Stephen Gillen basically rang me one night and he goes, because uh, come out of lockdown and there's a bit of uncertainty as to who's the coach. We don't have a coach. And he rings me and goes, we've got a coach. And I said, that's fantastic news. He goes um, – just have a guess. Who do you reckon it is? And I was like, Gilly, oh, it could be literally anybody. Go, oh, not sure. And he just goes, it's Sam Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, I could, I can. My reaction. Go. What was your reaction? Just sort of going. What's this opportunity represent? Is that? Yeah, I, I um, hadn't met Sam before, and I was really impressed when I when I first spoke to him and Naps about coming down to the footy club um, and making the transition from Richmond. And they, they were quite honest and, and just said, look, this is the values that we have. This is our footy club. We've got a proud history. Um, and, yeah, he was quite frank and he hits you between the eyes. And I really enjoyed that about him. And um, that, that's ultimately what lured me down here eventually. Is there's no, there's no, you know, bed around the bush at all. That with, with Mitch and I really enjoyed that. Like, we're both stubborn people. And, you know, we, sometimes we didn't see eye to eye. And that's what uh, we've got a good relationship. Even when I see him walking through the corridors, um, coming down watching our game, he reassures me about what what I'm doing and how I'm helping the younger guys, which is awesome. And yourself, Charlie, obviously at a sort of a development mm. um, trajectory. Uh, how was Mitch? And not just Mitch, but you mentioned the coaches as well. But what were they like for you coming into the environment? Yeah, they always gave you the time of day, which I really appreciated. Um, even when I was still just training to get a contract, they just they'd speak to you like you're. A, been there for four or five years or oh, you could do this and that and that and the same as what you said like they're pretty straight and honest with you which I love and I think we both love it it's just there's no point um you know going left right and center let's just go down the middle and you know talk about ABC instead of DEF kind of thing mm. so that was the best thing for me he said you know exactly what he needed to say and he didn't waste any time saying it and just made sure that for me being on the development side of things that you know, what's the next week or two weeks hold, you know, this person might come in, we're waiting on this person for a test, you know, I guess the things that you wait on as a fringe player, you just got to be being reassured that 
um, those things are going to happen. He's going to try his best to get us in or get me in when he can. And so you are both obviously defenders. Do you guys talk about your matchups or like your craft of defending very often? Like we know Hugh's a bit of a master of being all over his opponent, but also master, not holding them at all. I, I would say so. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> he's a bit octopusy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's all over that, but he's never, it's not, you're not actually holding. We were commentating it on, was it Saturday? Whatever yeah. day we played, it was very entertaining. Yeah, don't hold. No, never. No, 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 never. And that's what's hilarious about it. I won't but hear the end of this now. He's got a master. <laughs> no, I suppose we do. In pre-season, we definitely talk about craft a fair bit, um, particularly the time off between like end of Christmas and, and mid-Jan, we do a fair bit of work together. Um, but even like matchups, if we, if I've played on someone that Charlie is going to play on, like a, like on the weekend, Jackson Payne, mm. I spent a couple of years up in Brisbane with, Brisbane with him, playing on him every second day on pre-season. So I know what he's like. So pass on my knowledge to Charlie and Charlie can either use it or, you know, get rid of it. It's up to his disposal. But yeah, it's kind of good to bounce off each other like that. And we've mentioned Hugh's kind of style of defending. What would you say? Do you have your own little tactic? You just call me – is my own style sloppy and – No, <laughs> it's a it's compliment. It's effective. Yeah. It's holding. Holding. Yeah. holding. No. He's a master of holding. That was not what we said. <laughs> it is. It's leaning. It's a master of holding. It's leaning. It's a lot of leaning. Um, Fergus Green has asked if you could stop holding him in like drills and pre-season. Yeah, well, he thinks it's holding, but it's actually it's clever. That's what like we're he, saying. It's not holding, but it's it never more than is. a second. But Ferg will cry out for anything. That's if you touch him, it's a free kick. And, <laughs> and look at what it's done. Like I've played on him all pre-season, and he's kicking goals for us. So you know, he's got. <gasps> he really should him. be thanking yeah. you. He should method be thanking you. Yeah. Yeah. All method but what would you describe? What's your? Because we've got an example. Yeah. So probably Hugh, Hugh's the octopus. Sort of. He's got just. He's all over you. <laughs> Master of holding. Sure. Master of the dark arts. Yeah. We've got an example here that we noticed on Saturday M, which Have is very, very different in approach, very different. It's it's just quite funny. Have you ever noticed the way Stu Horner will like be around his opponent at a centre bounce? Yeah, he always puts his hand on his yeah. back. <laughs> it's I, like he's I like every guiding someone I'm, I'm right through him. a crowd, yeah. yeah. Stu's right in front of me and he's always like he's, he's like ushering he's, him through. It's like yeah. a bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like is uh, he on a date? Like what's he doing? Yeah. He's in the small of the back. Yeah. Could be. Could be a date. Never know with Stu. Could like, be. Like, it's, he's, he's always got someone, a role that he needs to do. So he's just always <laughs> hand on back, pushing him around in the yeah. right spot. I've got you. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's uh, style-wise, it's, it's probably, again, with you, it's probably pretty similar. But I, I find that I could probably, no offence, I could run him probably a bit uh, no faster. No. Probably run a bit faster. And say There's like no contest to that, is there? 2K or anything like that. So I'd probably see myself a bit higher up the ground. So maybe like a centre-half back if we're talking positions-wise. I'd also love to kind of roll off and, you know, intercept mark or spoil whenever I can. But, you know, as the old cliche says, whatever the coach needs, I'll do. So if I need to go back to a lockdown role or, you know, I think on the weekend against OMs, it was kind of like a floaty kind of centre-half backy, let's see what they throw at us, beat my man, but also let's see if I can help out all the younger players, which is which is good. Is that something you embrace? You know, because, and again, we spoke to Ed about this, this idea of when you go back to Trinity, mm. I mean, you're still a very, very young player, but you actually almost become a senior player. Yeah. It's, it's a strange dynamic of you go from development type here, you know, learning craft, being a sponge, taking everything in, and then when you go to the... Trinity set up, it's you actually really have to step up. Well, yeah, veteran at 22. Yeah. It's, it's how it feels at times. Um, and that that's probably comes from the list that we have down there. We've got, we got a lot of young guys. Um, I think on the weekend we had like 14 kids that were under 20 playing in Premier One VAFA uh, footy, which is exciting because it shows that the next years of development they have. But it's also really um, 
good for myself and my leadership. You know, we're, we're quite loud. We yell at a lot of things and a lot of players. So um, it's good. I, I learn on the job uh, here and then I can go and take it there and help those kids as well and try to benefit them and see different ways and get them thinking about football different. I think that's the best way you um, try and support another player is just what about this? If you come this side or if you do this, what, what do you think? And it just gets them thinking. And so Hugh, Charlie kind of has an important and unique role at our footy club. Um, of course, he'd like to play a bit more senior footy, but he's a really great clubman. He organises all the social things and keeps the group really tight. Does that give you much support? Uh, yeah, massive. It is probably you know, more important than my role, I think. Um, you know, the off-field stuff and, and creating relationships is what you remember. I don't think people remember too much when they're, you know, 50, 60 about every particular game that they played in every particular moment. They think about the memories that they've made. So Charles got an awesome, awesome role doing fines and doing all the off-season stuff and I think organising footy trip and thinking about that. So it's a, it's a massive role to keep everyone connected, both, you know, administration, players, volunteer staff, everyone. So I think he's trying to include everyone in, and, which is really good. And I understand Charlie won the inaugural David Banfield Development Award last year. That is correct, yeah. True. How was that? It was good. It was um, it was actually quite funny. I was at work at the time. I used to work at Woolies. Um, and I was at work at the time. I couldn't I couldn't get off work. Thank Christ it was on Zoom. Like everyone else was like, <laughs> oh, we'd love to do this in person. I was like, oh, boy, I love that it's on Zoom. So it was actually quite funny. I was in the break room when the uh, Zoom was going on and I had all my employees around me eating, talking and get the night crew would just come in so they were bustling around and everything. I got headphones in trying to listen to what – I think it was Otto that presented me the award. It was it was nice. It was um, – I never wanted to get the award or anything so it was just nice to, to feel that a lot of hard work in um, my craft and, you know, staying extra nights here on Tuesdays and Thursdays with banners doing extra stuff like kicking and marking and everything. It was just – it was nice to – nice little reward. It's a nice recognition, isn't it? Like, you, know, you mentioned that stuff there and there was always this old thing on um, – and they still sort of do it today but this. The Saturday Night Live always have a cast member who is sort of like the straight man and he's he's not there to get the laughs or she and they refer to that person as glue. Right. So Phil Hartman used to be, he was the straight man, the set-up guy. He would keep the straight face in all the scenes and he would just do the exposition and whatever. And a lot of people who worked with him, Adam Sandler, all the list goes on from that era, all say the show would have been half as good without him mm. because he was just the most reliable person Got in, did the job right, did it well, kept the thing going. Yeah. When it could have easily just fallen apart at the seams, and I suppose your role, it's kind of is it? It's sort of like a clubman thing, isn't it? But it's a hybrid with developing players who are embracing the off-field stuff. And yeah, it's all about. I think the thing for me is like um, you got to have fun. Like you got to you got to enjoy things as much as you can. Life's. I think this is where um, perspective comes in through um, our dad. Was you got to enjoy things that when they happen so you can't take life far too seriously that it's all hectic and everything like that you gotta you know enjoy things so when boys are coming in from tack or you know they've just been delisted off an afl list and they're worrying about you know where i'm at or anything like that you just gotta bring everyone together i think that's the good thing that we have is we're, we're quite good at relationships so um the fines thing was quite funny that just that just kind of molded but i think ourselves as as people, we like to bring people together and enjoy our time together. So, you know, making off-season plans and doing the staying a social and all that stuff, that's fun for me. I love that. I love that the fact that 
we get to look forward to having fun together. I look, like, I look forward to seeing Stewie out. Like, <laughs> I, I, I love it. Like, I love seeing him having fun. Like, it's just good. It's infectious. So, it's great. But as well as that, you're obviously entitled, as all players are, to want to play some more senior footy. So, can it be a challenge sometimes to keep your energy up? Yeah, it is. Um, and that's the, the kind of fringe thing that, we, that I, I kind of deal with. But it's, it's a challenge in itself because... Um, you know, worry about selection. I think about so many different swaps that could happen uh, when I watch the Hawks game. And um, it's just trying to make sure that when I'm here, I'm trying to have as much fun and enjoyment as I can whilst also making sure I get work done. So, you know, early on the season, I probably struggled with that a bit more because I thought I was, over the pre-season, thought I was ready to go. But it's just, of course, doing your time and making sure that when the time does come that I'm ready to go and present myself in front of the coaches and in front of everybody and I can just fit in. We obviously mentioned fines. Yes. You are the fines master. Of course. Do you want to name names? Who's a who's a repeat offender? Who's a bit of a recidivist when it comes to questionable content? You can chime in here. You questionable content yeah, online. There's a, there's a few. Some That's for sure. certain <laughs> behaviours that they had, you know, maybe need to be corrected. Gotta You've be, given them some warnings. Yeah, they haven't. Got to be careful here because it's it's pretty. Um, got to stay within these four walls. It's 100%. actually the, yeah, of course, got to stay within these four walls. But. There's there's some boys that need more education. I think yeah, that's so a good that, way to put so it. So those boys from the country. Do they need some? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we know who we're talking about here. <laughs> some, boys, some boys so that may not spend a lot of time with other people per se. They I like think they've, they've they've been they've been caught up in the you know big city yeah. big smoke vibes and, yeah. and they've you know sometimes let their hair go and, and forget that there's phones around. You know <laughs> what what they could get away with in the country might might not get away with. In the big smoke. So. Yeah, and I think it, what's good is that this group is so diverse with older and younger players. So I used to think it was all the youngies that, um, you know, I'm 22 and I'm calling these kids young. But uh, I used to think it was all the young guys that were all in trouble. But I'm now starting to see his change, Sean. You wouldn't believe it. The old blokes, like Hugh's age and, you know. Are they slacking a little just, bit? Just, you think payment's due, it's oh, due. Yeah. And they're just not, not much comes. A lot of IOUs from a lot of players that you think. Because you've said that there's been a bit of a swell for, for a movement to an electronic funds. I have heard. Type setup. And I will say it is in the making. Oh, you've, you've relented a little oh, bit. I have relented um, just due to the sheer force of the desire to go to a BSB account. And <laughs> I actually went to the bank today and oh. made it done. So it will be coming on the uh, WhatsApp group later on, either tonight or tomorrow. Will that to clean up some of the tardiness? Well, it's, it's, it's one of the things, Sean, that you just you don't know because it's, it's my role to get the money in. But um, it, will, it will clean up the tightness, that's for sure. It's no one's going to a bank these days getting out eight dollars. See, my buying a Kinder Bueno yeah. cash out eight dollars. Yeah, I'll, no, I'll put it to you. I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it to you. That. So this is my argument. So I thought it'd be great to have cash because then I know who pays. Couldn't you just round the fine up to five dollars, ten dollars? No, it's boring. Um, my thought is, you go to the, so you need to get fuel. Yep. Right. When you go to the fuel station, whether it's whatever it is. Usually at the register, there's a little ATM there. Cash out. You can just say, cash, can I get some cash out, Can please? I get some cash out? You go to Woolies. Can I get some, I know that you can get cash out at Woolies because I worked there for three years. Okay? I know that. But boys, these boys just... It okay. sounds like excuses to me. No, the, ele the electronic will be massive. I couldn't in, tell you the last time I got cash out. 
I feel like electronic would be a lot easier. So much easier. Just type, I, it, type in the digits and send so, the cash across. It's so funny it. though you yeah. mentioned that. I had cash because I had to get uh, chicken and chips, but the FPOS was down. This wasn't during the game, was it? No, 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 like no. Didn't, I, I didn't have to say, sorry. Lunchtime today. What about, <laughs> it what like about, up, what about up at Sydney, mate, when dinner was served and you thought... You know what, this is okay. You know what the story behind this is? Go so, on. courteous, and I learnt this in my time at another role, I thought... The boys let the boys eat first. They let them get their fill first. And that's, that's not what Stoney said. Th- no, no, no. This is only proper. <laughs> let, the, let the playing group get their stuff first. Emerson Jecker came back with the biggest plate of food I've ever seen a human being carry. <laughs> that was a bit of a concern. Yeah. Um, he did eat it, which is uh, well, fairness. We were wet and heavy at the best of times, let alone that mountain of pasta that he had on his plate. It was extraordinary. Yeah. So basically by the time Smashed it, I got up... <laughs> There was nothing left. There was no pasta. There was no noodles left. Right. There was a whole dish of pasta sauce, so I could have drunk that, I suppose. So there was nothing left. And we went out and naps. We had a chat with the staff, and there was a bit of a will there be a replenishment or won't there? And I thought, you know what? I can't roll the dice on there not being more pasta, more noodles. I was told if I just so cut So I in. went up to Pizza Hut and got myself a Hawaiian yeah, deep dish pizza. I was told when you asked that question, the immediate response is, yes, they're getting some more. I had no confidence <laughs> in, that, in that answer. <laughs> my, my rationale was, and this is no naps. Shout out to Dan Napoli if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. naps, love naps. Love yeah. Shout out. He'll, he'll appreciate this. The young man... Yeah, yeah, he was... He was a bit... I know this. He was a bit rattled. Yes, it was no. a, a big group of very, very hungry individuals. <laughs> he was a little bit rattled and I just looked at him and thought, I don't have confidence. Yeah, I know, I know what Budgie's talking about here. There was, I think there was a request for forks about 22 times. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of boys ended up eating pasta with spoons. Wow. <laughs> or straws. <laughs> so basically so. I made the call. I went decisiveness, let's go. I thought I'll go down the street. I needed to go to Coles. And then there was a pizza hut up the road. Did you need to go to Coles though? Yeah, yeah, because well, everyone else needed to go to Coles, <laughs> evidently. Everyone else was in Coles a short time did later. They, did they all get cash out? Because they could have. <laughs> <laughs> but the shout out to Parramatta Pizza Hut. Phenomenal. Oh, like really good. Chime in there. What do you mean? Victoria, mate. Yeah. New South Wales. Come on. Well, no, just like, oh, I'll, 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 I'll give credit yeah, where credit's due. It's yes, phenomenal. You're supporting it. Drinking us getting up there? What do you mean? This? Yeah, what do you mean? Drinking this podcast is making it its way up to... <laughs> to the Paramount Pizza Hut. <laughs> You'd be stunned. I can, I can look at the map, the map and tell us where our listeners are. Is that you just burping? No, I was coughing. <laughs> so l- lastly with the fines, yep. just for anyone who is in the playing group who is listening, yep. what are you on Sh- the... Shout out to them, Shout out to the whole playing group. <laughs> what are you looking for? What are you on the lookout for? Oh, it's, it, it started with just some funny stuff that I thought in pre-season, especially young boys, that's where it, it all started, just doing some funny stuff. And I was just like, that's a bit odd, a bit quirky. Um, I was doing some stuff in the gym. You know, rule one of the gym is keep your shirt on. Mm. That, that got broken, mm. I reckon, the first day of pre or first night of pre-season this year. Got broken badly. Yeah, and so that was a bit... So I just chucked it, it just all started with chucking it in notes and then I was a bit like, oh, I wonder how much this would be costing and then I showed Hugh and, and Ben Cavara was one, you know. Experienced um, hand. Yeah, ben. exactly, and Cal Porter was the other. So just showing them, oh, these, this is what's happened and then, oh, do you want to be fine, Master? So it's just little little small things, little ego things as well, which you think you need to bring the boys down a little bit. A lot of posting on Instagram mm. with look at how good I am. So it's just more about... Uh, making sure the boys are in line and, and also just keeping it funny. Well, that's that is number one priority. Um, well, have number you, one priority. Have you been fined yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I was fine. Have you been fined? Not yet. 
don't think so. Not yet. Not that I've been informed the, uh, of. Shorty got caught wearing the worst kit at the uh, oh, that's season right, yeah. launch. <laughs> I tried to explain this and he wasn't having a bar. No, no, and no. And you, then, can't, you can't dispute a fine. And no, then it's yeah. just, There's absolutely no, like, he, won't, no, even, he won't even hear you out. No. He's like challenging a parking fine for the <laughs> city of Melbourne. You don't, you don't Am get, I a potential to be fined for something? Yeah. yeah. Those are just you, a player's thing. No, you've, you've been fined. Absolutely. I've been fined. Yeah, you already have. Yeah. What for? You'll find out. Oh, no. Well, now I'm really nervous. Exactly. <laughs> That's a concern. Because uh, the number one priority is actually building a kitty yeah. of cash yeah. to then spend on something. Number two priority is having fun, of course. Yeah, and it's also number three is setting them in line. Number three is correcting <laughs> yeah, behaviours exactly. that can't go unchallenged. So Some behaviours I don't think can be changed. No, though, exactly. So they're just more than happy to pay the fine. <laughs> if, if they pay the fine. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> BSB account coming. It is, it is a fun part of the whole footy club process. Everyone obviously does them. Um, shaved head still on the wheel? Yep. Is that the is that like notionally the worst is that the big red that's the worst one to get you'd think it you think it would be oh. some boys jump at the bit of it like yeah like if they're shrucky 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 yeah shrucky will shave his head like yeah, every day yeah. straight away naps naps will shave his head yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i'll do it shout out to naps um no I've, like yeah. lot of, it's interesting a lot of boys um we found or well, i found this year was was just there was a, of course there's a buyout so we never force players to do anything that they don't want to do. Just heavily then, heavily heavily pressure them. Yeah, it's it. it it's a, yeah, you just push them into it a bit more if they don't want to do it and they don't want to do it you push a bit harder. Sounds like the backyard of the Beasley household. Yeah, exactly. No, just pat up again, it's fine. Um <laughs> you, the bone's not sticking all stop, the way out. Stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> don't tell mum. Um she's looking. Yeah. No, but it's more you, you know, you have the buyout for the boys and then it's just amazing how, how quick they are to jump at the buyout, though. You know, it, like well, here's the thing. Like, I got told we weren't allowed to buy out in our first year. So, like, I had to tell a minute or two-minute joke. Yeah, I was there. My, my first week of being here. Yep. And I was like, this is the worst joke ever, but I'm just going to roll with it and drag it out as mm-hmm. far as I could. Mm-hmm. That sounds and like torture. It was torture. Absolute torture. But, but I, that's, yeah, I, that's couldn't, I couldn't buy out, and that was the rule. And well, it was a shocking joke. Well, those it? things are on, on the, the wheel, you know, sing a song well, in front of the group. The and who was the fine master last year? Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to go there. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no, no. Nah, no, no. Nah. There's some unpleasantness there. Yeah. There's some outstanding business, <laughs> shall we say. Who's <laughs> last year's fine master? Yeah, we're, yeah. Just, we're just awaiting the – those funds are awaiting shout the uh, out. arrival. Yeah. No, to, we won't give a shout-out to To shout-out to he who we'll, will not be named. We'll just uh, – if, if the money comes back, we'll give him a shout-out. How about that? No. Yeah. No. Uh, is there interest? Is it compounding? Absolutely. Oh, boy. Daily. <laughs> It's like hex. Yes. <laughs> it just yeah. keeps going, the indexing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. When you get a full-time job, it starts coming out. <laughs> oh. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, Come, Charlie. It's coming. It's coming. Your phone's coming. <laughs> I'm really intrigued just what it is. Yeah, it's fine. We'll discuss that after. Of course. <laughs> anyway, um, slightly more serious again. Charlie, what do you think it is about Hugh that makes him such a strong leader at the club? It's just how he... His standards that he sets around the club, you know, he's pretty firm with what he wants and what he thinks should be done. And I think that's something that I admire about him is that when he is set on something, he's going to go and give it. But he's also really um, in tune with what's going on with boys and always, you know, again, with that relationship stuff, he, he loves, you know, the senior player in the team or he loves the kid who's just, you know, had a, had a tough day at the office. He loves everyone together and he just makes sure that everyone... Um, is bound together to ensure that the team's success, well, firstly, individually you're succeeding, whether it's footy, um, work, hobbies or anything like that, you make sure you're doing well there. 
And then when it comes to being here, you're being the best person that you can. He tries and brings that out of you as best you can and just connect with everybody. And did you vote for him to get the gig? Uh, how did we vote? How did we vote? I didn't. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I did. I when, when I when when I heard Damo wasn't going to be when Damo wasn't captain. Yeah, that was I, a letdown. Well, yeah, what's going on there? Yeah, that was, <laughs> you're playing every game anyway. Yeah, you're only meant to play one in four. I think I was. I think I was working with him, and I was like, oh, damn. Um, <laughs> but no, I just thought, yeah, I think I did vote for him. Yeah, I think I don't think I was there when he got announced though. I, oh. For some reason, I wasn't at the night, which I thought would have been nice. But, um, <laughs> it, w- it probably would have been nice. You it probably so. would have been nice, but I wasn't there for some reason. Because I, I just thought when, when we... Saw it on the socials and I was like, oh, that oh, that's cool. It would have been nice to be there for yeah. Maybe it's because of how much you hesitated when I asked if you voted for him. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember how he voted. <laughs> probably. You know, I would say, yeah. I think he told me to vote, so I said, yeah. That's the perks of the youngest. I would not have done that. I could go back and messages and probably find it. Of all the candidates, you know, who are in the running, Hugh had an immediate advantage because he knew he had a vote. That's the whole fun of a younger sibling. Yeah, the the resume that you said at the start of the podcast doesn't help, but it's my vote. It matters. It's my vote. You know, if you remember the classic episode of The Simpsons when Bart's running for class president. Yeah. And. No one votes for him, and Martin Prince wins because Martin and one other bloke voted. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it was a bit like that where Hugh's probably sitting there going, he's looking around the room, going, "Well, I know I got one." <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking at that moment. <laughs> yeah. just, put your name yeah. up. Put your name up. If you want yeah. to be captain I've on got your badge. You know me really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite sure. <laughs> I suppose, Charlie. This is a beautiful, beautiful segue. We've yeah. just spoken about strong leaders, and now we're going to speak about David Mirror. Sure. So. Obviously had a chat with Miz yes. earlier in the week about your matchup with him. He plays for Collegians. Of course. Of course you, you squared up against the great David Mirror. Yep. Did you want to hear what he had to say about your matchup? And then you can respond. Go ahead. Charlie Beasley plays for Old Trinity. He came up against you earlier in the year. He has a version of your matchup that I think I'm, I'm prepared to give. He told me privately, I'm prepared mm. to give you a public right of reply. Mm-hmm. So he said he kind of had you under control mm. and then part of your arm might have made contact with his part of his face mm. and then you kind of kicked a couple goals and... And ended up winning the game Ended up us. winning the game. Yeah. And um, yep. by his own admission, we're probably the best man on the ground. Mm. Does that marry up with your recollections of how that game played out? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he um, he, had, he had me for three quarters, not not quite for four. So um, he said he just got off the rope a bit, just a little bit. So that was David Mirror. Yep, talking about his three goal last quarter that ultimately won the game. Um, and did <laughs> no, I'll, I'll give it to him. Oh, mate, he's a star. He's a, he's a hall of famer. Can you can you blame him? I couldn't hold him for that long. But um, everything he said there was true. I, I'm agreeing with him. Then I'm not. I, I did listen to that podcast at the very end of that. It was something about a. He didn't agree with a hit to the face. Don't worry, I've got maybe a photo or two with a blood nose there. So just making sure that... So part of arm did contact part of head? Yeah, and then a couple of words exchanged afterwards where probably too colourful for this. We are a PG channel. We are, we are. So probably a bit too colourful. But I'm excited to play on him later in the year. Probably one of my hardest opponents I've played on this year. And he's You, mate. you did say just how... And have you played on Miz? Uh, no, I haven't. Usually but I, I, I watched. I watched that match up on that day at um, Collegians. He's a very strong man, and it was it was you know fiery. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and both of them didn't take a backward step. And obviously, you know, Collegians kicked away in the end. Well, 
Dave kicked away in the end. Cheers, bro. <laughs> but yeah, Charlie, Charlie did really well for or held up for three three of those four, like Miss said. And it was it was actually an awesome contest to watch. Just two blokes going at it. How, how do you yeah. set yourself for a matchup like that? Because he's me. I mean. Yeah, unbelievably strong. I didn't, get, I didn't get much help around here. Oh, he played on Miz, eh? Oh, good luck. That was the, <laughs> yeah, Banners, Banners gave me a good chance. I think everyone was cheering for Miz. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. It's, it's we, all love, no, we all love Miz. We do. We do love Miz. Mate, absolute star. And you know, watching I actually to prep those kind of games, I actually watch a bit of their highlights. I don't know why, just to kind of show me how good they were. And Miz is, of course, an absolute star. You know, two-time Premiership player. All the things he read out in his his podcast later and early in the week, um, but I I love that challenge. I think um, if you're playing on, you know, such a high talented player like he is, um, as as long as you can, I try my best every time. Someone always says good luck. I, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him the best shot. So just to to hear that, um, you know, I did have him for three quarters. Well, the next time I play, I'm going to try and go for four quarters this time. So. What's the biggest takeaway when you play on? Not necessarily. Just David Mirror, but when yeah. you play on a big, because there's a lot of big boys running around in the Vaffa. Yeah, what's what's a takeaway of yours if you come up against a David Mirror? Yeah, and you whatever the result might be. Yeah, well, it, it's good because the Vaffa is such a, a good comp that way because they've got such great talent. So I feel like whether I'm, I go back there, I'm still playing on a Tom Boyd, a Sam Grimley, an Alex Asolo, a David Mirror. You know, all these guys yeah. that um, have played such high level footy. Um, so it's still a challenge for me that. Um, I've got to go out there and do a role for my team or I've got to do this for my team when I'm on these players. So I still find enjoyment out of, um, you know, either beating them or losing to them because it's just, okay, well, you know, I, I look at the last, just to speak about Miz, I, I look at the last quarter of what happened there and I go, okay, what did he do? How can I beat that next time? How can I do this? He did this. And, you know, what do I do next time on a player like this? So... It's exciting. I, you know, I come to, to training on Tuesday and everyone says, oh, how'd you go? And I said, oh, this, this and this. So it's just really cool that I get to play on tough players when I'm not at the higher level, if that makes sense. Mm. So I'm going you know, down a level to a local, but I'm still at such a high level of VAFA Premier 1. So um, it's really cool. I love, I love the challenge. I love the excitement of matching up these, these tough players. And just lastly, Hugh, what have been your takeaways from our season to date? We've had some good games, played some good footy, um, but we also had a few downs. How do you rationalise that as a leader? Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, our losses haven't been, you know, too bleak, I suppose. Like, we've always been um, thereabouts and there's been a few moments in the game where we've let things slip for maybe a quarter or two. Um, thinking back to Doggies, you know, we didn't pl- turn up for maybe a half and then we actually beat them in the second half, so... You know, that's footy sometimes where we, where we have a couple of losses, but it's not always, you know, doom and gloom. We've actually been playing pretty good footy in our losses as well. And then we finally get a good win on the weekend and just kind of um, put all the all the pieces together um, for a longer period of time. So that was that was definitely pleasing, but we didn't start too well. We were a bit shaky and then we got into a bit of a roll and then after the bye we were still playing good footy, but up against some good sides. So, yeah, it's been a little bit up and down, but hopefully towards the back part of the year we start to pick up and play, play our best footy. And what is the main focus for our on-field priorities for the back part of the season? Uh, to win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <Yeah>. obviously. is <laughs> an easy game. Yeah. Yeah. It's as hard as you make it. Could no. you maybe elaborate on that? <laughs> no, I just um, – I, I don't know. I think you want to build towards – you don't want to play – Ricky Bobby, wasn't it? It was a little bit, you know, where do I put my hands? Yeah. <laughs> No, I think like um, 
you know, obviously we've been consistent the last couple of weeks with similar personnel, you know, getting getting uh, um, consistency with our team and personnel leading to the back part of the year. Um, obviously ticking off the wins and, and keeping people in the park would be the, the main priority. And then hopefully, um, you know, getting up that ladder a little bit so we can have our best chance at, you know, playing finals and, and going deep into finals because I feel like once we're there, we're... We're a pretty dangerous, dangerous threat to other teams because we've been pretty close to those top teams and knocking them off. We've got through the interview portion. It's now time for quick hands. Sure. You're up first, Charlie. Oh, is it going to go? Okay. We're yep. going to go one. We thought about this as a yeah. format and we thought... I was thinking about this while listening to the podcast <laughs> how you were going to do it Yeah. So, us. so we kind of I sort of thought, oh, it's probably works. It's probably just a bit neater to do one at a time. Sure. So It would have been fun to have them like you over the top of each other. Don't you think? Like a quiz game. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like a buzzer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was thinking about a quiz and I went, nah, we've only done four episodes. Let's just keep it nice and let's <laughs> not mix the four. Let's go one at a time. Yeah. Do, what, do what you know. So yeah. are you ready to go, Charlie? I am. First thing that comes to your brain. You ready? Thank you. Who wins our best and fairest? Damo. John or Ben Kavara? Oh, John. Uh, best day of the school week? Friday. Who's mum's favourite? Hugh. Who's your favourite teammate? Hugh. <laughs> Original or prequel trilogy? Original. Favourite ground to play footy on? Box Hill or uh, the Daily Oval? Most likely to give away a free kick deep Hugh. in our defensive. <laughs> Most likely to save a goal on the line, Hugh or Charlie? Mate, oh. oh. Nah, Hugh, he's deeper. <laughs> Were you going to say Mason Dewey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, favourite footy cliche? They don't want it. <laughs> David Mirror. Star. <laughs> Any match day superstitions? Oh, how much time do we got? God, give us what you want. Left foot before right. Um, can't put my jersey on until the, after the team meeting. Or well, I can't even put my uh, warm-up top on before we go out on the oval. Got to go out on the oval first in casual clothes or, you know, just a jumper before I go back inside. I've never so noticed that. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I've got, yeah, it's just some weird stuff. I didn't see that. Yeah. No, just, and just some, of course, it's dietary. All, it's going to be all I think about now. <laughs> and, and, of course, just some dietary requirements yep. that I need mm-hmm. to have two hours before a game or an hour before the game. And one we didn't get time for, but we have to ask anyway. Yep. Who should we interview in a future episode? Snake. Okay. We, I was talking about this with Shrucky actually, and I said the best way to get Snake would be to the pair of us stand near him wearing a wire yep. and then just have about 12 conversations with him Although and then just splice it together. He said mm. hello to me tonight for the first time. No, he wouldn't have. He did. <laughs> I, I swear. I don't sure. Him and Shrucky together, <laughs> but yes. That's, that's, that's like saying Cog said hello. You wouldn't get that. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was can we say just Beezer, but you're, again, you're both Beezer. Hugh's just tried to sneak a look at the questions yeah, before Charlie's, but they're a bit similar, yeah, so we couldn't, we couldn't let that happen. Yeah. yeah. Are we ready? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's do it. It's a long siren. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins our best and fairest? I'm going to say Ports. Who would you rather? Would you rather take on a rowdy class after lunch or a big forward in the goal square one-on-one? Oh, both horrendous tasks. <laughs> Maybe a rowdy class after lunch. <laughs> Who's mum's favourite? Me. John or Ben Kavara? Who is best on the training track? Uh, just in general, uh, I like um, Shrek. Who is your funniest teammate? I, th- I like Fergie. Fergie's humour is hilarious. Oh, Dooch, Dooch as well. Like rangy, but love it. <laughs> Favorite ground to play footy on? Uh, the G. Most likely to give away a free kick deep in our defensive fifty. Hugh or Charlie? Uh, 
Probably me. Most likely to save a goal on the line, Hugh or Charlie? Probably me, I'm deeper. <laughs> does Damo ever bring up 2017? Uh, yes, he Great does. Well, with his tattoo, yes. It's horrendous <laughs> tattoo. Great question. Favourite footy cliche? Um, control the controllables. And we'll get your match day superstitions as well. Uh, I eat a Subway. I'm not too sure if you've noticed that. I have. Yeah. Yep. Even the early games. Yep. Um, we could be playing at nine in the morning. Yeah. Eat at seven. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just my wrist. I put that dad on my, on my right wrist and... That's about it, really. I put my mouth guard in my right sock, mostly. <laughs> but, yeah, that's basically all. And who should we interview in a future episode? Who would be a good one? I would love to see Ben and John Kavara on this oh, as, as a duo. Fantastic. That would be unbelievable. I'm on not too that, sure if eyeing, that's been... We're eyeing... We can probably give it away. We're, on we're, that topic, though, Ben has still not won that once. And I don't think he will. <laughs> I'd say, Ben, I've not really had much to do with John. No well, one's asking me. Oh, you have, you have, you seen, have you seen the photo of <laughs> Johnny I can see there. the photo, yeah, yes. wow. yeah, I don't know which way I'd answer, actually, to be honest. Yeah, you kind of love both of them. I do. Yeah. No, Johnny's great and Ben, and they're actually kind of a little bit like you guys in the sense that, that they're similar enough mm. but very distinct as well? I don't, well, we couldn't say Ben because no one said it on the podcast. We watched the podcast. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just it, so. quickly, Damo has a tattoo. Damo has a tattoo on either his left or right thigh, really high, of the Port Melbourne symbol and, and the yeah. And Damo is, doesn't strike me as a no, tattoo guy. No, he's not. He's a clean skin. He's mm. by the book. So well, clearly he's not. He, <laughs> it's It's... It's I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he still thinks. I don't think one. he no. thinks it's a great one. No, thinking, looking at it now, you probably like. I think he says, "Yeah, I'm not sure." About I don't it. know if he was all there when he got it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Way <laughs> to put think it. Good story, though. There, there yeah. might have been some version of the Beasley peer pressure on him in the backyard. Yeah, You're rolling you would, around. You, you would have to get it then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, thank you so much. Did that live up to expectations, Charlie? Loved it. Can't wait to Mate, listen to it. you were legitimately... Almost, I'd, I'd almost kept me as a third host. You were... Righto. Legitimately... <laughs> that's, a, that's a... You've been... This, let's just pump the brakes. <laughs> just for a moment. What? If we didn't already have a stand-in for next week, Charlie could have been your man. That's true. Mm. Actually, we have already filled the co-host spot. No, he's already... For next week. Kicking me out. Em's uh, not with us next week. Mm. Um, no, thank you so, so much for being on, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you about footy, life, and all that kind of jazz. Um... That's about it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wraps us up. Thanks, Steve. Thank nice you, guys. Yeah, no. Loved it. Great stuff. We'll see you around the club. See you there. Probably, yeah. All right. Very, very good. M. what did we make of the chat with Hugh and Charlie? As expected, it's always a good chat with those boys, so it was good to have one with them together on the podcast. It was really good. How do you reckon Charlie went? He was... He was loving it. I feel like he was. he's put his best foot forward for this. He was... I think you thought he was joking about wanting to be in the podcast from the first time I heard it. We've I had knew. him on the show and I'm still not convinced nah. that it's all not just some long-form joke. <laughs> no, nah, I think he was he was pretty keen and I think he, he seemed pretty happy that he's made it happen. So, <laughs> Would you say – so he, he had a good game on the weekend for Trinity. Yes, um, he did. He's Best on. He's been in some good form. Would you say he was happier with his performance for Trinity or happier with how the podcast went? I think with the podcast. I think it's probably the podcast. Yeah, although Banners told me earlier tonight he kept his uh, – I forgot to bring it up during <sighs> the actual interview, but he kept his opponent to one possession for the game. That's a beating. That's impressive. <laughs> that 
to be honest with you, that news makes his demeanour after the podcast even more impressive <laughs> because I legitimately still think it's the podcast. I think it is too. He'd spoken for a week or two about when am I on? Mm. Can I be on? Yeah, sure. We'll get. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll get you on. And he comes on and he was great and Hugh was great as well and it was really cool to, um, you know, delve into and learn a bit more about um, their stories and their journeys and, and their dynamics as well because, as we discussed, there is a cool kind of... Um, you know, camaraderie with them in the sense that they are two different people and they are discernibly different in a lot of ways. But at the same time, you, you, you as you mentioned, you're like, yeah, no, I, I get it. They're your brothers. Mm. And not just cosmetically, not just because you look <laughs> alike. But um, that was sort of fun and, and I thought they spoke really, really well about pretty much everything we threw at them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it was cool. To, I was a bit honoured. Apparently Hugh didn't really listen to podcasts before we started this one. So a bit flattered about that. Thanks, Hugh. Convert. This is <laughs> the beauty of the podcast is you just need to find something that you're um, interested in. Yeah. And obviously Hugh is interested in the Box Hill Football Club. Yeah. So this is sort of like beautifully. Perfect starter. It's, it's like it's perfectly niche. Mm-hmm as a starter for Hugh Beasley. Um, so for this week, we obviously travel to Preston City Oval to yeah. take on the Bull Ants. Yes. Um, and a really important game for us um, in, in the sense that we, we got on the winners list last week. There's a log jam at the base of the eight, isn't there? Yeah, we're just out now. Just out mm-hmm. and there's five or so teams. I think we're half a game outside of something like sixth. Oh, but we're geez. also tied on points with like 12th. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a crazy season. I remember speaking to David Mirror earlier in the week and, and he, he kind of said oh, he'd seen the ladder and he sort of goes, it's crazy. He goes, you guys are like, because what are we, eight and six? I couldn't tell off the top of my head. But he goes, <laughs> at this stage of a season, he goes, that record in, in a traditional VFL goes, would have you, he goes, maybe, maybe outside the four, you know, maybe maybe sixth, maybe fifth but you'd be really ready to launch into the last month of the season and, and make a run at top four if that's where you were. He goes, but just with the competition the way it is, he goes, it's crazy because it's so even. He goes, mm, such the, a great competition this year. It's the spread of teams that are so evenly matched. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Northern Bullets, um, I think they've only won the two games for the year, but a really dangerous proposition on their home deck. For sure. Um, it'll be good fun, you know, you know, personally for me, to be honest, but, you know, a number of our guys, we've, we've got a bit of a connection down there with, with a few boys that are still running around and, and playing for the Bullants, which is brilliant, and it'll be really nice to kind of see them pre-game and not give too much away and not wish them well on <laughs> no. Sunday, but um, <laughs> certainly you know wish them well individually. Um, so that's from midday. Yes, you will be able to live stream the game, of course, on the AFL website, um, and which I'll on. be doing actually. My first missed game of the season. Mm. A bit. Disappointed, honestly. <laughs> you, you will be, but this is the beauty of the internet age: is you will be providing the coverage and watching along and yeah, being sure. involved. Which I'll is definitely great. still be watching. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, that wraps us up, I suppose. Yeah. You know, budget car and truck rental. You get another shout out. They're fantastic sponsors of the football club. Um, we certainly hope you enjoyed our chat with Hugh and Charlie. We always say like and subscribe if you haven't. Um, leave us a review if you would like, um, and we'll catch you again next week, Emily. Yeah. We won't catch you next week, but <laughs> no. Um, but fantastic. Have a, a guest co-host next week. We will have a guest. This is a thing. We have a guest co-host for next week, but we actually—I don't think we've teed up the guests. The guest. <laughs> we probably should do that. Yeah, that'll be down. That'll be fine. I probably should do that. Actually, that might be a job for Thursday. 
or put on the to-do list. It's getting longer. Mm. But no, no, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, For me, Sean Peterbudge, thank you for Emily Ferguson. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're a happy team at Barstool. We're the mighty fighting.